What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And we are all right here on 104.5, 106.1, like I said. So come hang out and go to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And that's where all the magic happens. Um, I'm Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. How we doing, buddy? Doing all right, doing all right. Still alive, hopefully. I uh, I saw a really funny uh, headline the other day, and I'm pretty sure it was like an Onion article headline, but it made me laugh. And then since then, more and more stuff has been coming up. It said <laughs> Zack <laughs> Zach Snyder's Justice League cut will feature four minutes of new footage. That's it. <laughs> and it was like he spent the whole seventy million on four minutes. Better it's... be the greatest four minutes of all time. <laughs> I remember seeing that and just like laughing, and then I started thinking, and I was like, maybe. Yeah, it's seventy million to get everyone in the room. He records it on his iPhone. <laughs> I could easily see him being like. Just going for broke and just the best four minutes ever. And then, and like, Snyder fans have to act like those four minutes make the Justice League movie good. I like, I like to imagine that, like, after he does that and he's like, you know what? This is even better than the totality of it. And he cuts the whole movie to just those four minutes. <laughs> but, the, but the better part will be when all those, like, no one's going to admit that they're wrong. Right, like no. movie, the movie that he releases, the Snyder Cut fans aren't going to be like, "I can't believe we waited for this." No, this is this is this is by and large going to be ha- like has to be the greatest. You say that again. You were breaking up. Oh, I said this has got to be the greatest four minutes of their entire life. Right, and there's no way it's ever going to be. There's no way it's ever going to happen. Um, now, granted, it's not going to be four minutes. They've, they've, he's, he has already publicly said that he's going to shoot enough to where it, the movie is. He is the director of this film. Right. So, so it's going to be about seven hours long. <laughs> so the other, <laughs> so. I'm I'm friends with a bunch of comic book creators on Facebook, right? It's a good way to network, and that's obviously a part of what I do now, and blah, 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 blah. Well, one of them is just like a diehard Snyder Cut fan. Just an absolute Snyder, like, like, makes, like makes daily posts about, like, Snyder, Snyder. and, like, different things. So one of them that he made the other day was comparing – so Robert Downey Jr. made a quote uh, about how the Christopher Nolan Batmans were really smart and how they were a little bit over his head intellectually for a superhero movie. He was like, oh, my God, I feel like you need a college degree to enjoy it. Like, I kind of just want to sit back and go for a ride, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then he, then he pointed out that, like, the third co-writer on, on The Dark Knight also helped write Batman versus Superman and that's why the movie's so intelligent and hard for people to understand. Oh right. It's not the incoherent structure and awful character development. Um so I pointed out, first of all, that Christopher Nolan and 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 his brother, I believe it's Jonathan Nolan, the Nolan brothers notoriously tell make their movies together. And like they are the core of their movies and they are far more well-known for their complicated movie stories than anything the other people involved are. Right. Like, just watch the movie Interstellar. There's absolutely zero doubt that that's a complicated movie. (laughs) I love that movie. It's got freaking time travel. Time travel in space. Time travel in space using gravity. Like, Plus, they explain how, like, seven years can pass on one planet and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's just that's that's just putting into perspective uh, the theory of relativity, right? Exactly. It's all time is perspective. It's all reality. Um, 
And so time is affected by gravity. The whole movie is crazy like that, right? The whole movie. And he's like the fourth co-writer who also wrote on Batman versus Superman. So obviously like, I don't even I genuinely probably. don't even know what co-writers are supposed to do. So there's strict rules about it in Hollywood, but what it boils down to, and I'm I'm not I'm not fully up on the rules, uh, but what it boils down to is like you're a union writer, they call you in, and they're like, Hey, we need help punching up these scenes. We're having a hard time writing this character or hey, we got the first draft here and we love it, but we need more comedy. So then like the writer will go through with specific directives and add things. And there's a minimum they have to add to get full credit as a writer, but ultimately it's up. Like there's a there's a cap on how many screenwriters and contributors and things like that you can have. But that's why you see things like story by and then written by might happen separately. It's stuff like that. Right. So like, let's let's say they take my short story, but I don't write the script. Then it'll say story by Corey DLG, written by and then someone else. Gotcha. And so, uh, the Batman films are written by both Nolan brothers, and then they brought in other writers to help with stuff. The guy they're talking about though is David S. Goyer, who is the writer from the Blade franchise. He's the mind behind the Blade franchise. Small world, but okay. Well, they probably brought him in to punch up the action and the superhero-ness of it. Yeah, they're like, well, you did Blade. He was like, I did do Blade. Right, and that's sort of the thing, right? Like, that's what happens in Hollywood. You become known for something. So, like, okay, well, Blade was good. Uh, It was a successful R movie, um, and it was still superhero-y feeling. Um, And based on a comic book character. But it still felt very unique. So your touch is important. Like we we think you understand how to make these sort of things happen. So David S. Goyer is the one who goes over from Dark Knight to then goes to Batman versus Superman. You know, because he wrote Blade. So I point out, I was like, you're talking about David S. Goyer. And David S. Goyer, like, the Nolan brothers are notoriously known for making their stories together. So it's not as though David S. Goyer was some heavyweight on the dark knight like the idea that he contributed so much to the dark knight that he created the hard intelligent tone that man vs superman adds on is ridiculous right and is he he's not even the he did he even like write it or was he a co-writer on that too (laughs) co-writer on that as well yeah so that means that he didn't even write that so i literally i was like you are vastly overestimating the contribution of one co-writer who is not exactly known for on his own creating hard to hard to understand deep character concept movies he did write blade though listen blade's blade man good blade yeah it's good blade so Um, we haven't remade it yet yeah and literally when they said that like or when I said that I've I've gotten no replies from that. One person did reply, and what they said was, "Yeah, Batman versus Superman doesn't seem smart until you watch the director's cut. You have to watch the director's cut. They cut so much from the story that you almost don't even understand why the characters are doing what they're doing in the final version of the movie." Correct. Which in my head was like, "Sounds like they made a terrible movie." Like, <laughs> and if you're a director. And the only way you can make a movie is by making it really long. Uh, Literally what editors are for. That's legitimately... So I took a creative writing class this semester. Ooh. Uh, and literally, like... Like, as you... The, the, one of the big things that, that my, my professor was like, you gotta nail this down because it's really important is you want to be able to summarize your story in as few words as possible because you want to make it impactful. <laughs> Isn't this what I always tell you? Isn't this what I always say about anime? Right. I mean, you could simplify anime way more than... I'm just terrible at explaining things. Right, but your your professor's completely right. Your first sentence, you're supposed to be able to give like a one-sentence elevator pitch that makes somebody go, keep talking, tell me more. Which anime always does, but then by the second and third sentence, I'm, I'm now completely disinterested. 
that anybody's correct. You have to be able to create an impact with can, what is the what is the thrust of your story? What's your story? And, and you've got to be able to do that. And Batman vs Superman can't do that. No, you you can't. And then by Justice League, you definitely can't. Right. And then Aquaman shows up. That movie, while being a mess, is at least interesting to watch. What Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah. Visually, that movie is fun to watch, but it's a it's a mess also. It's like the second best one in the entire like system, though. Behind which one? Uh, Wonder Woman. Okay, so you think Wonder Woman is the best out of this current iteration of DC movies? Absolutely. Are you including Suicide Squad? Yes, but not including the Nolan Batman's. No. Okay. Uh. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I think Wonder Woman's probably the best. Like um, it's it's the most consistent. It it tastes faithful to the character. It's a cool time era piece as well. Okay, all right. I can get I can get with all that. So like it's just the best one. Okay, so all of that being said, have you heard the new announce, announcement about Wonder Woman 1984? It's coming to Christmas, baby, and HBO Max. It's coming to HBO Max and to theaters at the same time on Christmas. Man. Thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, it really is rough out here for the movie theaters. They're really going to make. They're really going to drag these teenagers to Christmas Day release of a movie when the world is ending. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I could go either way. I think most interesting to me. Is the idea? I'm surprised it's going to HBO Max, though. I don't. I mean, it had to go somewhere, and this is really the first thing they've done for HBO Max that really kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense because it's it's their new streaming platform, which I had for all of one week, so I could use that free trial. <laughs> What'd you watch in the one week? I watched some Adventure Time, uh, a couple movies I had to watch for my film class. Nothing super exciting. Okay, okay. Kind of a letdown. All right. Dr. Zhivago is one of the longest films I have ever watched in my entire life. Good movie, though. Is that the one where you said, like, nothing really happens? Uh, Kind of. It's actually rather interesting. It's, it's like this doctor guy in Russia and it's it's the during the it's like it's not exactly the rise of the Soviet Union because they don't call it that but like it, it runs in parallel to that like that's weird yeah so like you see like communism take hold in Russia and then like, oh the good days oh the days I yearn for right yeah <laughs> The rise of the so the rise and fall of the Soviet Union. I had somebody tell me that I'm a communist the other day. I was like, okay, all right, I guess so. I don't really know what to say to that. Like, no, but I mean, maybe. Okay, fine. Communism. <laughs> it's um, my favorite. It's my favorite twenty second clip I've ever seen in my life. It's just, it's just guy just yelling. And he's like, when the government does things, that's socialism. And when the government does too many things, that's communism. And that's the whole video. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty accurate description of both. I was talking to someone today about how, like, Europe isn't really considered socialism. I don't even understand European like any of their systems at all because I haven't looked, I haven't even started to be like, oh yes the, the the political structure, like I'm pretty sure Spain doesn't even have a government, like who knows well I don't understand how the British parliament works because they have like four parties and I don't understand how that works at all yeah and like I don't know like how Ameri- like I don't know how this works in America they're always like we need to get rid of the two party system and maybe we do or maybe we need to come up with a better way but I guarantee you the first time we put three parties in Congress, we're screwed. 
Yeah, because it's like, like oh, which way do they lean? Ooh. Well, that'll be the last day that we ever figure anything out. Like, <laughs> nothing will ever get done. It'll be split down the middle, thirty-three, and then we're all dead. Yeah, the twelve, the twelve from the third party will just ruin everything for both sides. So it's it's literally just like the day the Earth stood still, but it's just politics, right? It's like the it's like the entirety of the government just like walked into the room and then the building froze. Instead of being like, oh, Republicans were pretty obstructionist this year and didn't do anything except for these three bills with with Obama, or Democrats really hampered Trump, but he was able to get two bills through with their cooperation. Like it'll just be like we never figured anything out. <laughs> They're like, and for the 10th consecutive year, the powers have yet to move. The budgets still haven't been passed. Money <laughs> is literally not being spent. We don't even we'll know like, what's going on. We'll be like the fourth year of a government shutdown, and they just won't negotiate. Like they just... <laughs> The government's been shut down for four years. What are you people doing? And they're like, we won't talk to them or them. <laughs> he's like, we're not going out there till they come here. And he's like, that and the other people also come here. And it's like, wait, two groups of people? That feels unlikely. <laughs> like the one group of people seemed unlikely, but now two? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's gonna be a no from me, dog. Um, what a tra- what a real tragedy, <laughs> right? I just the, the day we start electing third party people here in the states, well, that will be the end of so much. Like I can't even fathom that world politically. Or yeah, maybe maybe we're already there, and 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 baseball is you know, I don't know. Is baseball good? Is baseball good? <laughs> I watched an entire like two minute video about this guy complaining about how no one wants to watch baseball right now because all the pitchers are terrible. All the pitchers are terrible. Yeah, that's why he thinks people aren't watching. Exactly. Oh, okay. Like he's like, look at these pitching changes. These don't make any sense. Why are we taking so long? Don't they know we have no patience? And like, it legitimately is like. The pitching coach coming out there talking to the pitcher for like five minutes. Well, and you know what's funny about that stuff is I can tell you that sometimes they're just out there just to kill time because they want the pet, the pitcher to catch his breath and calm down. So they're literally just out there like talking about restaurants and stuff. So he walks up to the guy and he's like, you know, this last weekend I went to Applebee's, right? Well, like he'll walk up and he'll be like. He'll... Trying to remember the story that he told me. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna just make up different places here. But essentially, the guy walked out, and let's say they were in Detroit or something, and there's a steakhouse there. He'll be like, "Hey, I think we're uh, we might call out and have such and such come down and cater dinner tonight. You guys, you guys like steaks? You know what I'm saying? Like, just to get the pitcher's mind off of stuff. Also, what kind of a question is, do you like steaks? Well, athletes don't all eat steaks. I find that. Wrong. <laughs> like, listen, I'm with you. The second people start telling me that meat's not good for me, I don't. I immediately turn the sound off. Like, I did oh, watch it. I, I did sit down and watch an entire documentary talking about how awful the meat industry is. And like, oh, for sure. Like, I get yeah. how awful it is, but dang, steak real good. Yeah, meat is murder and delicious. Like, I get you. <laughs> like, anytime someone wants to talk about the tragedy of animals, I get it. I feel bad. I love animals. Oh, it's just unfortunate how delicious they are. Yeah, <laughs> I forget the joke. It's like, it's like if God didn't put animals on the earth, why to make them so delicious? <laughs> what to me, it's like that sign where they're like, it's from PETA, and it's got a, like a picture of all the animals, including like dogs and cats and horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where do you draw the line? <laughs> like in America, here, and it was like right on the other side of horse. Yeah. <laughs> Everything on the left side of a horse is a pet. Everything on the right side is a meal. <laughs> I mean, you can take care of the meals, but you're still going to kill them. Uh, it's like my old roommate, the girl had chickens. And I kept like, 
she's done such a bad job of managing the ch- you you have to trick the chickens into like a habit of going to bed in the same place because when the sun goes down they just go into a coma or something just, they just die and then they're resurrect in like, the morning they're like they they're like tiny necromancers sort of they basically go into a trance it's basically like they cuddle up and and they they go to the same place every night well she'd let them roam around too much and all of a sudden they weren't she let their little fly feathers grow too long, and so they were able to hop the fence. Nice. So, so they were comfortably sleeping somewhere else and then coming back to our backyard in the mornings for food. So they were nesting somewhere else and laying eggs. Sick. Or they weren't laying eggs at all and they were worthless chickens. Those are the only two possibilities. But I kept being like, when can we eat these guys? I mean, they're like tiny dinosaurs. Right. They really were. They really seemed like tiny dinosaurs. There was a lot of dinosaur-like behavior, I felt like. No, but I was going to say the third, the three-party system all of a sudden like starts to feel like insider baseball, is what I was going to say. And, like, it starts to, like, <sighs> people always say they don't like to see how the sausage gets made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's kind of weird and gross. Right. But they also, they also mean, like, for politics and stuff like that. Like, nobody wants to know how, it, what it takes, like, when negotiations happen publicly, everyone's always mad, right? Because they're like, just give the 2% and make the bill. And nobody like, really no. <laughs> right. You're like, no, that's not how negotiations work. Like, you've got to work through the process, blah, blah, blah. And and that's technically correct. But sometimes when people are waiting on stuff or needing things, it it doesn't feel that way. Well, God forbid you had a third party and then everything is a public negotiation. This is why... I don't even know where I was going to go with that. I was going to make a joke about, like, Greece or something. They don't have a government either. They also don't exist anymore, but, you know, that's whatever. It blows my mind how Greece consistently, their economy has collapsed, like, five times. And it's always for the same reason, and it's that the wealthy just choose not to pay the taxes that are already assigned to them. Not, like, new taxes or anything. Like, they have a budget and taxes. And then in Greece, like, tax evasion is, like, a like a casual crime like they don't worry about it and so the greeks oh. just don't they just don't pay the taxes i was talking about ancient greece oh i was talking about current greece current greece and ancient greece are in very different places they really that's true that's true like we can still read like writings from ancient greeks like and like they're impactful to our everyday society whilst normal greece i don't think has has produced a single book um, not that I know of. Can't tell me I'm wrong. My big fat Greek wedding. That's not even Greek. I'm Opa. <laughs> Although to be fair, there's an absolutely killer Greek restaurant over here by my house. Oh, that's right. You guys were talking about it. It's fantastic. You and me got to go sometime. All right, all right. Well, I'm down. I'm always down to try new countries. Um. Yeah, I don't know that I'm getting circling all the way back to everything. Wonder Woman to HBO Max. I do think... I mean, Mulan I... did terrible, but I think that was because Mulan was terrible. Well, I think it was the wrong way to do it. $30 on Disney Plus to watch it just wasn't gonna... Yeah, paying for something to paying for something to pay for something else on it is really obnoxious. So, Birds of Prey did something like $220 million worldwide in box office. Then it did like another $100 million in video on demand. Plus DVD sales and figurines and everything else. Pretty good. So, you're looking at probably a four to $500 million take off of Birds of Prey. So, I think HBO is Hope, Warner Brothers, HBO, whatever are hoping for something similar to that. A 200 to 300 million box office worldwide, another 100 to 150 million video on demand, and then hit merchandising and all that. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen much merch for the DC movies, but... They do a really good line of action figures now. That they call like DC Elseworlds. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen them on Walmart shelves. Really, the only place I've seen them. 
but they're really well sculpted and they're a little bit bigger and they're just a lot more detailed. And they've had those for the different movies. They had the Suicide Squad cast one with like a um, Will Smith head or a dead shot head. Like the you're Harley telling Man. me you didn't buy the Will Smith action figure? <sighs> you have no idea how hard it was not to buy it. It was a genuine. It might have been what got me back into action figures. Was the idea that there exists a Will Smith Deadshot? Like, I just want to buy the Will Smith Deadshot just for the Will Smith head so I can make my own Fresh Prince action figure. So, Fresh Prince is doing a reunion show on HBO Max. Yeah, look at that. That was topical and a shift. Look at that. I'm good at transitions. There you go. It's, uh, I, I, I think it. I think it aired last night, actually. I did see the trailer for it. It was very, very cute and heartwarming. I haven't seen anything for it yet, but I know it was very quickly happening because they posted a photo like last week. Um, and HBO Max has this cool thing that I think is produced by LeBron James uh, called The Barbershop. And Obama was in one of them with LeBron. Uh, it's LeBron and his agent Max Carter, Carter Max, whatever the guy's name is, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just really interesting. You should see some of the ones they've had. They've had one. They had one with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence when they did Bad Boys Three, uh, and Chance the Rapper stops by. Um, and Chance the Rapper stops by. Is that all in the same episode? Yeah. So Will Smith, and, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are just kind of sitting around talking about like making movies and Bad Boys 3 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Martin Lawrence has a great answer at one point. Uh, at one point, somebody, uh, whatever the agent's name, I can't think of his name, Carter or Max or whatever his name is. At one point, he asks Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, you know, are there any films you regret making? Like, you just don't like how it turned out. Oh, first he asked, like, are there any movies you turned down that you regret? And Will Smith was points out that he actually turned down the Matrix uh, to make Wild Wild West. Um, I see nothing wrong. Both of these are immaculate films. Uh, and he could have been... He would have been Neo. Whoa. <laughs> Where's the timeline where we have Will Smith and Neo? It's Will Smith as Neo, and... He says he was supposed to play Morpheus, and I don't remember who it was. It's a white guy, but it was a really interesting casting choice. Um, How wild would it have been? Keanu oh, Reeves in Wild Wild West, and then Will Smith is in <laughs> The Matrix. It would have been amazing. Uh, that timeline, Keanu Reeves goes on to make all the Will Smith movies, and Will Smith makes all the Keanu Reeves movies. Yeah. I would have watched the crap out of that. But anyway, he, he basically explained how like in the pitch it was terrible. They were like, they were like, we don't have you. Like, we're gonna invent these cameras and like slow down bullets and then like speed it up. You're gonna be able to see it all. And we're gonna go like in 360 degrees. It's gonna be awesome. And he was like, oh, neat. Let me get back to you on that. And then he signed Wild Wild West. <laughs> Which I mean, giant mechanical spider in the Wild Wild West with one of the funniest, greatest soundtracks of all time. I don't know. See, I don't see anything wrong with this. Right. I don't see a problem with that. Um, <laughs> Jaden Smith's first song appearance. Really? Uh, I think so. He's like four <laughs> or like three. That's pretty impressive. Well, it's because because um, he asked him what like and like the the sound the one of the, I think it, what album it was. But, like he asked Jaden what song he should play, and then Jaden barely scrambles the words together of Wild Wild West, and then bam, there's the song. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. That's kind of funny. Um, Little did he know. Icon living. 20 years later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, his song on uh, Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, that song is pretty good. Um, But so, yeah, and so he he talks about how he made Wild Wild West instead. Uh, That's so funny. And so then they get to the any movies you regret making question, and he says, I make fun of Wild Wild West, but honestly, at the time, like, it was a perfect movie. Like, like it was the right movie at the right time, plus I got to play, you know. He, he, he basically talked about how, like, he liked, he liked making the movie, and it did pretty well for him. And Martin Lawrence was like, 
nah. He said, I don't care how a movie turns out at all. Good, bad, whatever. I don't care because I'm watching it like this. And he looks down and he, and he acts like he's counting money. <laughs> he said, they paid me to be in that movie, so I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I actually really like that answer. I love that answer a lot. Like, I'll go and I'll do my best, but you gave me $12 million. I don't care what you put on the screen. <laughs> like, Right. Use some of what I do. Use none of what I do. I got twelve million dollars. Jerry Little Joker. Which yeah, right. Which also kind of makes me, I guess, come back to the Snyder Cut again. Going back to the Snyder Cut, baby. Putting it full circle. Nico coming in with the transitions. <laughs> well, just the idea, first of all, that they did cast Jerry Little to be in the Snyder Cut. Um, but did? that's weird. They did. So, listen. This Snyder Cut is nothing like what they were talking about. They basically are letting him kind of go back. Instead of even making the movie he was trying to make then, he's making the movie that he wants to make now. This isn't even the Snyder Cut. This is this is Justice League 2. This is Justice League Redone. But what I was going to say Justice League is Redux idea, Remix Snyder Edition. The idea that they're revisiting this in and of itself is weird. Because, like, Martin Lawrence is right. Like, you paid me... I did my part. I did my time. I don't care what you do with it afterwards. So, like, the idea that Cyborg and Jason Momoa are sitting around complaining, and the idea that Zack Snyder's like, I'm so unhappy with the version that was released. I don't think he was unhappy with the version that was released. I think he was unhappy with the reviews of the version that was released. I don't even know why. It wasn't even his movie, quote, 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 quote. Right. But I think that's the point, right? Like, oh, I could have done so much better. Uh... And we'll see in about seven years' time when this is finally ready. It's, it's four one-hour episodes, remember? All right. This is a nine-hour movie. Oh. He really is making a four-hour movie after he made a bad three-and-a-half-hour movie that they cut down to three hours that didn't even make sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Snyder. Where would we be without you? Like, apparently Zack Snyder doesn't know how to make a short movie, though, if you think about it. Like, yeah, 300 is like, really long. Watchmen's really long. Batman vs. Superman was really long. Justice League, apparently, was his version was going to be three hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Like Justice League was supposed to be longer than the, like the, the ultimate Marvel movie. That's right. Yes. Somehow, Endgame was going to be shorter than Justice League. Right. Endgame. You know, the movie with literally, like, 30 movies and 10 years of buildup? Shorter. <laughs> shorter than that movie is going to be shorter than Justice League. Our first get together. Yeah, I that's yeah, I don't know. It's Four still, hours soiree into like a bad movie. I don't know. Like this thing's going to be horribly. Exactly, this thing's going to exactly be horribly paced. Confidence, that's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, we're gonna jump out to a break here. When we come back, we're gonna have more Nerds like Radio coming your way. We'll be right back. It's releasing in four 20-minute episodes. (laughs) I wish we had their budget. I know, right? 70 mil, pretty good. $70 million. All right, we'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together 
and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjanovich and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And uh, before we get too far into anything, Nico, can you tell us, can you tell our friends about our sponsor, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More? The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. You're going to need a mask if you want to come inside. Uh, but they do have table space available. If you want to be even more safe, they do have, uh, ta- uh, I was going to say table side. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, curbside delivery and uh, curbside and delivery options available. I cannot speak English. <laughs> uh, they do have some events still coming up despite the world ending. So uh, Friday, November 20th at 7 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup. Saturday twenty first is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. At that's at two p.m. and at six p.m. is the uh, Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer Meetup. And Sunday the twenty second at four p.m. is D and D Adult Adventures League. Limited number of spots available, and they are always looking for more DMs. If anyone would like to sign up, and of course we have our big event November twenty eighth. Mark it on your calendars. It's the Digimon Super Pre Sale. We're going to have a big tournament. It's going to have a, we're going to be a great time. Our first event of the year, 11 months into it. <laughs> uh, we're all going to be there. We're going to be there all day. If you want to learn how to play, we can go ahead and teach you. If you just want to hang out for a little while, come on down. It'll be an absolute blast. The adventure begins, comics, games, and more right there off of 1488. Come on down. I'm excited about this. Uh next weekend man it's it's i'm excited for the first event i'm ready to get something going it's like be, it's gonna be fun like it, it almost doesn't even feel real <laughs> it's like oh, it's definitely fine. real i can assure you that matter of fact i got an email from um from bill who was asking like hey just for clarity's sake who's gonna be running the event because he wanted to make sure it wasn't one of them Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Nico is. So, get ready. Oh, I am not prepared in the slightest. I have to, like, <laughs> mentally fortify myself. That's right. You got to build up the little the little brain engine there. Man, I get this really painful cramp on the inside side of my feet. Like, the side... Like the inside of your feet, I don't understand. You got weird legs. Um, if I could draw a map of my feet, how would I explain this? Um, <laughs> if you're standing on the floor, okay, where the like floor, the big toe side on the big toe side, like the inside of your feet, yes, where the floor stops and your foot flesh begins going up towards your leg, like in that first inch or so like where the arch is i get well you see i don't have arches so i don't even know what you're talking about i have flat feet do you really i do they are like pancakes nico Uh, you would have been the greatest defensive end in like my feet are so flat that if i go down the stairs too fast air gets caught in them and they make little farty sounds yeah, you would have been the greatest defensive end in, like, 2A college history. Yeah, because I have exceedingly long arms and incredibly flat feet. The only problem is is you don't hate anyone, and you no. aren't violent. If I could get I you am... to do those two things, you would be, the, you would, you would be a, a perfect physical specimen for a tight end, or a defensive end. See? Yeah, I don't know, Chief. I don't tell you about that one. I was so excited for you when you started playing football in middle school, and then the very next year you were like, I'm out. It was high school, and yes. Uh, it's also because I moved. Yeah, but even when you moved back, you weren't going to play. No. Well, it was also at another school. 
Yeah, that's how moving works. <laughs> I'm talking about when I moved back. Yeah, when you moved back, you could have played. Yeah, but I moved back to a different school. <laughs> yeah, you should have kept playing. Eh. Eh. I don't really feel like it. I wish you would have let me have worked with you a little bit. Like, I would have shown you so many great things you could do to people, and then you would have been a really great defensive end. I was playing linebacker at the time. Linebacker's just a step away. You really should have been a defensive end anyway. I don't know why you were a linebacker. It's because I was tall enough. No, and that's probably true, but the reality is with your long arms and, and like, again, your flat feet, your long arms, like, you're physically built to be a defensive end. You've got a good center of gravity and balance. Like, yeah, you should have been a D end. Balance me. Oh, well. Oh, well. I'm too clumsy for this. As long as you fall towards the quarterback, it's okay. You know what? That might be true. It's definitely true. Just keep falling towards the quarterback. Rule number one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you would have you would have made a great defensive end. Um, So speaking of things that are never going to happen. Um, you see what I did there? How's that for a transition, Sparky? I don't know. Mine involved Will Smith. I do love Will Smith. Um, anyway, I th- I think. Uh, okay, here's how I'll tell the story. Okay, I'll just tell the story straight. Okay, that's fine. All right. Um, so I, I signed up for eHarmony. Okay. Ooh. And so I see. <laughs> I was gonna try, try and step my dating game up. I, you know, I've got the tenderonies going on and all that, but I, but I figured, let me let me let me wade into more serious waters. Okay, let me let me be a sailor of deeper ships. Okay, um, so signed up for eHarmony, and the payment plan was a little pricey, but it had options. So I was looking at it, and one of them was. Four payments of like forty dollars over four months, and that gives you a year's worth of access. And I was like, well, "That's so a little expensive." It's one hundred forty dollars a year. Oh, okay. I was like, "Why are they? Why are they structured like that?" Right. So I was like, "That's. I mean, it's a little pricey, but let's take a look at it here. Let's mess with it and see what happens." So I signed up, and honestly. Um, and I'm totally fine with saying the name of the website because I want people to know this. I hated it. It was a terrible website. Um, there's a bunch of features on there that are just dumb. One of which it does likely pairings. Like it evaluates their profile and your profile and gives a score. And the higher the score, the more likely it is that you guys are a quote unquote couple or like a happy couple. Um, but the numbers go on and on. So like all the way from one to 130. Okay. Um, but the one of the problems is in people's profiles they only have to put in one picture. Like you don't have room to put in a bunch. So I think at max you could have is three. All right. People can look vastly different in one picture or two pictures. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, like I like I have I have photos of me that look I look fantastic, and other times I look like a goblin. So that's my point. So, like, already it's sort of set up for misleading. Also, I found out that the score is supposed to be based on the tests and stuff that you take in the profile. However, none of the tests are required. So you could just not take any of them? Right. Would you even have a score at that point? I mean, I don't know how you would or wouldn't, but they still score you with someone else. So, like, the people I'm pairing with may never have even taken the same test as me. It's a leap of faith. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. This hair is red. So, it's just kind of... Uh, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the design of the site. I didn't like, like, the way it was structured. Um, there was just a lot of things about it that just didn't, didn't fit or feel right. So I basically wanted out. Um, he didn't even go on any dates, though. 
No, or did I, you? I had no, I had not. And but one interesting thing is when I put in, so I went to first thing I did is I went and canceled my renewal. Okay. This is maybe five or six days after literally signing up for it, like middle October. Like, let's say it was October 10th by October 15th. I was like, oh no, like it's, it's not going to work. And so <laughs> come November 15th or uh, 13th, I believe. They went ahead and charged me the next payment of forty some odd dollars. Got him. You had already canceled that at that point. Got him. Didn't yeah. read the fine print. <laughs> and then on top of that, they told me that unless I lived in and they listed the states, it's Ohio and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Unless I lived in those states, uh, like. I'm not entitled to a refund of the subscription costs. That's so dumb. And I, I honestly, I didn't approve of that. Like, I didn't appreciate that. To me, the idea that you've made a terrible product that no one's enjoying. Well, that's not true. You didn't even get to use it. You didn't even go on any spicy dates. I think, well, one of the reasons I didn't go on any dates is I sent messages to literally everyone that I scored a 90 or above with. And not one of them replied. Oh, see, you got to lead with that. So to me, the score is bogus. Um, I even put in there like, oh, hey, you know, I saw that we both scored really well. And I just want to reach out to you and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know. It's just. It it wasn't the it wasn't as advertised. OK. So mm-hmm. I asked them to cancel. They said no. I asked them to reconsider. They said no again. Two times. They then offered me free months on the back end of my subscription. Like. After it was over? Like, have three extra months. Like, keep your accounts longer. That's the that's where they get you. <laughs> I was like, who are they kidding? They also, at that point, notified me that they were going to charge me the other two times as we had previously agreed upon. Do you at least get to keep the account? I could keep it if I want it. So, like, it's already too late. Like, you might as well use it. Well, so I then I, I decided to do something smart because I set it up through PayPal. So I reached out to. So you reached out to PayPal. I did. I reached out to PayPal and I said, PayPal, fix this. And to their credit, they had a couple of questions for me. Uh, the first form, they had me do an interview, and the second form, they had me do a mic'd up little thing. And that's, that's funny. Just funny. And it wound up, I don't know. PayPal, though, went ahead and got it all fixed, though. PayPal gave you your money back? They are looking into that part now. They've already canceled eHarmony from being able to come back and charge me for the next two payments, though. Nice. Also, here's something I discovered when I wanted to get in touch with eHarmony about how unhappy I was. They don't have a phone number listed anywhere. You can Google and find some phone numbers, but those numbers are busy all day. If you are going to be in a person business like dating, you have to be accessible. The idea that they don't reach out or speak to people is a heavy indicator to me that they're a terribly, terribly run company with probably a massive return rate. Probably. Like, there's no way around that. A huge return rate. Yeah. But yeah, so it took a couple interviews with PayPal, or a couple conversations with PayPal, however you want to phrase that. And But now they're looking into... They changed my claim from initially from a fraud claim to now it's deceptive and misleading practices. Interesting. So hopefully I get the refund back. But I would just... I was amazed that eHarmony told me no and then told me they still were going to charge me. 
They said no. And in addition to you being rude, we will charge you the full amount now. Well, what, like, on what planet would you want someone on your site who's complaining about your site? Like, it'd be like throwing a party, a guy walking in and going, this party sucks, and you being like, oh, um, I still need you to throw in for the beer. Right. Like, <laughs> like, wow, this is terrible. Well, I mean, like, I know, but, like, still gonna need your help, though. I need you to throw in for it. Um... I think we're close on time there, if I, if, uh, if my math is correct. Nico, accurate, yes, no? Yeah. <laughs> Best producer in the world. Uh, <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get you a mug. Um, I do on the Chronicle you. twice. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for listening. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself in The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Uh, everybody stay safe, wash your hands. The COVID is coming back, so pay attention. Social distance again. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Fight the power, Black Lives Matter. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so take out uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.